Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. The home for MLS in Atlanta, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 3-1, Atlanta United falls to Charlotte FC tonight here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Justin Miram with a brace for Charlotte goals in the 18th and 57th minute, but the big play of the match coming early in the second half, Andrew Gutman is sent off for a shirt grab on Camille Uzviak inside the area. It's a dog so red. It's a penalty that Carol Swiderski converts. So Atlanta United down 2-0 in the 52nd minute and playing 11-10. v Miram gets that third goal, as I said. Juano Parata gets one back. But Atlanta United playing down a man for 40 minutes. Can't really muster much more than that. And now they have lost three in a row at MLS, four in a row across all competitions. Uh, I was looking during the break. Atlanta United, in just the last three league games, take the Memphis match out. Uh, They've conceded the first goal in all three, which is a problem. They have never had a lead at any point as a result uh, in those 270 minutes. They've been outscored eight three in the league matches. And I think maybe, uh, you know, again, I mentioned Jakob Makas and how this team is kind of bleeding out without him. And he did come back tonight in the second half, which is a good sign. No shots on target by a striker for Atlanta United in these last three matches. I just, I don't want to oversimplify and say that Yakimakis is going to be that impactful Wednesday if he starts against Colorado, but I'm, I'm starting to look for reasons for optimism right now, and uh, yeah, I might be right or wrong, but I keep coming back to that. That would be a huge, huge help for Atlanta United. Yeah, I mean, I, this is what we've talked about with Yakimakis out, and I don't think it's purely... Like, you have to get your shots on goal from the striker. I, I think it's a lot of things when you talk about Yakimakis that he brings. Yes, that's part of it, but I think he also opens up space for other attackers to get those looks as well. He makes defenders have to stay a little more honest, especially those center backs. They can't push out. They, they have to deal with his movement. The pressure is better when he's up top as well. He makes this team better. 
And I think we've seen over this period of time where he hasn't been his best really since the Toronto game when he went out. He played against Chicago, was injured again there. We haven't seen him until tonight. This team hasn't looked the same since he left the field in Toronto. If we want to go all the way back to that. They can't concede first. You're looking for something out of the last three games, like you just said. The commonality is you've conceded first. That's the issue here because then teams can defend in a very different way. And without Yakamakis, Atlanta's not finding the openings. Man of the match brought to you by Heineken. We'll go with the man who led Atlanta United tonight in tackles and interceptions. And I think very clearly was one of the players that just in terms of body language was doing all he could to try to get this team back into the match somehow. And that was Franco Abar. Yeah, this is more about, uh, I think, what he displayed on the field as opposed to numbers and even level of performance because Ibarra gave the ball away a few times, too many that I would have liked. And this is before the, the game got away from you. But when it did get away from you, there was a period of time there for a while that I think the team was stunned into – silence in the way that they played except for Franco Ibarra he was chasing everything he would be pressing one player jump to the next jump to the next look for help he's trying to make plays he was trying to open things up in the attacking half he was getting out of his comfort zone one time he leads the break after jumping into a passing lane Franco Ibarra showed what an Atlanta United player has to show in those situations go back to what we talked about when it got to 3-0 there's a lot of managers and a lot of teams around the world that then go defensive just to try to protect that lead from getting bigger. That's not going to be Atlanta's mentality. Franco Ibarra showed what you have to show in that situation, which is fight. So, Franco Ibarra, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Shots 11-6 Atlanta. Shots on target 4-2 Charlotte. Not a good sign when the first three shots of the game for Charlotte were all goals. <laughs> that is, that's tough, and that's what happened tonight. Possession, 57-43 Atlanta. Uh, the key passes were 10-6 Atlanta. The expected goals, remember Charlotte did have a penalty, but 2.27 uh, to 1.01. Charlotte, a couple other stats. Uh, Atlanta United passed at 84%. They're still among the league leaders there. The uh, duels were 51-49, Charlotte. That obviously significant. The aerial duels, very unusual for Atlanta United. They only won 41% of the uh, aerial duels tonight. And the uh, fouls were 17-10, to 10. Charlotte. But the bookings were even. I guess it turned out that way. <laughs> what, what Charlotte did is they made it difficult for Atlanta to pass at a high percentage further up the field. And that's the difference. You get that first goal, and we talked about it throughout the first half. Bronico turned into a half center back, half defensive midfielder. Whenever Atlanta got out of their defensive third, Bronico dropped deeper. Then it became a 5-4-1 defensively. And Atlanta couldn't find the openings. And they didn't move the ball fast enough. And the movement off the ball wasn't good enough. The things that you have to do when a team is able to get nine guys behind the ball. Charlotte got the perfect recipe for them to get this kind of a win on the road. The first goal, 
and then you get a penalty and a red. That is the ideal way to get your first win at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. All right, you have to go call the Unified match now, and that's at atlutd.com slash live? Yes, and I believe it's going to be on the Atlanta United social media channels okay. as well. And if you get a chance, please, I know you're probably not in the best of moods out there, Atlanta United fans, but this team needs your support. This team will absolutely fight and it's a big opportunity for them in their season opener hosting Charlotte. Uh, John Nelson and Joe Fryhoff are with me on the call. Okay, so you can find that on atlutd.com slash live. If you'd like to continue on the full-time report, that's okay, too. Uh, Jared Smith of Soccer Down Here, formerly of 92.9 The Game, he's going to jump in with me, and we'll have that as we come back. 3-1, Charlotte over at... The Atlanta United play here. WZGC Atlanta. WZGC HD1. Always free on the Odyssey app. Back, 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 back to the full-time report. Our United play here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, back live here on the full-time report. Atlanta United falling to Charlotte tonight. 3-1. We will uh, get to the highlights in a moment. We're also hoping... Uh, to hear at some point from Gonzalo Pineda down in the media room. Um, I do not know if we're having a technical problem or not, so I don't – we are not. So I, so this is a very unusually long amount of time for Gonzalo Pineda to be addressing his team prior to meeting the media. Just take that for what it's worth. Jared Smith, our, our good friend, longtime friend, formerly of 92.9 The Game, now of soccer down here, is jumping in for Jason here in the remainder of the full-time reports. Good to see you, Jared. It's and good to see you, too. We miss you over at 92.9. Anytime you want to come back, let me know, please. <laughs> I'd be glad to have you. Yeah. Uh, Jared went and got a real job, and, and uh, I give him credit for that. But you can hear him and John Nelson and a cast of characters uh, every morning for a live podcast, Soccer Down Here, and uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal show. We love it. Just before we get to... The highlights and hear from Pineda, your general takeaway from tonight's match. I mean, Charlotte came in and played their game. Charlotte came in, they did exactly what they needed to do. They got an early goal. They weathered the initial storm that Atlanta put on them. Because for for first, first 10 minutes or so, it feels like that's a situation where Atlanta's really close to breaking through and the game changes. Goals change games. We talk about it all the time, but you don't get the goals. Charlotte takes advantage of their opportunity. The game shifts. And then you're chasing, and I wondered, going into halftime, if Charlotte drops back further and further, if they're not pressuring the ball, if they're not making Atlanta uh, work and forcing turnovers up the field, and Carol Sergersky, who put in a really good shift with his work off the ball, and especially his work defensively, I, I wondered how they would deal with it. But then you get the red card, you get the penalty, which is converted by Sergersky, and then you get another one going forward. And it's, it's a perfect recipe and a perfect bit of revenge, honestly, for Charlotte after what happened early in the season. Fair play to Charlotte. They yeah. came in and played their game. Obviously, the, the dog so red to Andrew Gooman is a big, big call in the match, and <laughs> we're going to get to that in just a moment. First, I want to tell you that for every Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. None tonight. Uh, the annual donation total at $4,000. Let's go downstairs. Pineda now is at the podium. What happened tonight uh, with the offense, and how do you get this thing turned around in such a short time with another game on Wednesday? Well, there are a couple of things to, to fix before we fix the attack. I think uh, uh, we started pretty well the game. We created probably three, three chances, two of them very clear uh, before the 1-0, and, uh, and we couldn't score. But I feel like uh, 
we are not at the level of the intensity that we need to have on and off the ball. Uh, so more than the attack, because I feel that we created some decent chances, especially in the first half, but uh, the levels of intensity are not there. So we need to fix that first and then we can correct some others. How do you, how do, you do that? How do you fix the levels of intensity? Well, training session, work hard. Now we have to recover. Uh, they have to see what we need to do better. Uh, we're ready to talk and uh, I expect better next time. Uh, Gonzalo, is that lack of intensity surprising to you? Is this something that is uh, that you've seen in the past from this group of players? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, it surprised me because normally we train at a high, high intensity. Our training sessions are, are, are not the issue. It's once we are there, it, it feels like uh, the opponent wanted a little bit more than us tonight. Like they were hurt about the last game, 3-0 in their house, and now they are coming here with this mentality of maybe they were not playing very offensive in the first half, but uh, they were defending at, at their very best, winning the duels. If they need to foul Thiago 20 times, they do that. Like they, they do everything they need to do to, to win. Uh, last game against Miami, it felt a little bit the same. Like they were not, you know, attacking constantly to us. They were just more in the middle block, defending, defending. But they do that very well, and it feels like we we haven't come back to that. The beginning of the season, where I felt that full determination, I felt that full commitment, and it's not like we are far away from that. We're not that far, but it feels like the opponent wanted a little bit more the last two games especially. So uh, we need to come back to that. They need to realize that every point at home is is very valuable. We need to win at home every time, but we need to start with the mentality. Do you feel, as the manager, do you have the solutions right now to fix this four-game skid? Yes, I have a great squad. I have no questions about my, my team, no doubt. It's more about, you know, uh, they have to understand that we all need to be better. And I have the tools. Of course, I have a very good team. We were playing very good before the first goal on the ball. But it's, again, that lack of intensity in key moments of the game put us in tough positions. The first goal, only one shot on goal the first half, and it's a goal, and we're losing 1-0 when I felt that we were dominating pretty much the whole half. And then starting in the second half in a, you know, in a, set play from very deep, they get in behind us. So that, that lack of attention, that lack of intensity, uh, penalty, red card, and now everything is, now it's a very different game. So um, we need that level of intensity of, you know, um, high demands in every action, every reset, every throw, in every set play. We need to be full committed. And, and that's what we need to do. Do you have any suspected reasons as to why the intensity has dropped in the last couple of games? And especially, I was just thinking, you know, the first Charlotte game, you played the same lineup as you played tonight. Obviously, you got a much different result. Do you, does that great result that you had early in the season play into the lack of intensity tonight in your eyes? Very, very good question. I feel like, uh, again, momentum. Momentum matters. And in that moment, I felt that preseason was pretty good. We were honestly in that in a very good standard in terms of that intensity. 
And uh, again, that international window kind of killed that, killed that little momentum we had. Uh, after that, I don't think we have played at the same caliber. The near Red Bull game probably was one of those that, yeah, maybe we, we played the same intensity, but after that, no, I haven't feel it. And so again, we have it because otherwise we wouldn't have shown that in the beginning of the of the season. Um, and again, we're not that far as well. So it's, again, the margins in MLS are very, very small. So it's not like uh, it's very easy to win in this league. You see that constantly many, many results that seems to be not uh, likely and it happened. So again, uh, we need just to find that extra boost of intensity to get the results that we need. So again, at times can be pretty, at times it can be the best football, but we need to have the full commitment. That's what we need. Coach, what do we do well tonight that we can take into Wednesday? I think, again, before the first goal of uh, Charlotte, we were disrupting them very, very well. I really liked the movement of the ball, the balls in behind. Uh, I felt like Luis Araujo was very, very good in that period of time before the goal. Uh, he dribbled past two or three players in one play, and then he crossed with the right foot, and then Caleb Wiley couldn't finish that play almost in the PK. Uh, and then a couple passes into Brooks. One of those, maybe he can activate Andrew Goodman, but he passed the ball to Brooks. A very, so it, it was kind of cohesive movements, patterns of play that they found on their own that uh, were very good, a very good standard. But again, consistency. We need to maintain that level of play uh, throughout the 90 minutes. Um, and uh, yeah, that's part of what we did very well. Um, after that, again, set pieces. We are scoring many goals in set pieces. One post from Yakumaki, so we need to continue attacking on the flanks. And then maybe maybe the cross doesn't come right away because we're not finding those passes very often. But maybe it's a corner, and from there we can we we have to know that we are dangerous in set pieces. So that's another positive to me. Jonathan said, "Locker rooms open." Uh, team has one win and it's past seven. Are you starting to feel any more pressure? than at any other point since you've been with the franchise? There's always pressure. I will answer like that. There's always pressure. Whether we start to be in a very good position in the standings, at times we were in second place, and now we drop in third, and now, I don't know, by having check if we're in fourth now, but uh, yeah. And and then maybe we're a bit complacent, you know? Oh yeah, we're, we're safe, we're there. So maybe we need a little bit of, you know, understanding that everyone wants uh, that uh, privileged uh, position in the standings and, and be higher on the standings and we need that pressure maybe, uh, everyone. So I always feel pressure uh, being in Atlanta United, for sure. Like uh, is the demands of this team is very high, uh, but maybe we need a little bit of this pressure to, to really succeed. You see some of the stories, some of the teams being in the bottom and then from there, you know, one, two games, they get some momentum and then they are back with that fire. That's what we need. I feel like we need one or two games where we played this way intense and, and we get the results and then we're going to be back in, in a good shape. But again, momentum matters in MLS and we need to, to get that momentum back. All right, so that is a frustrated Gonzalo Pineda again saying that uh, there has been a drop-off in his team's intensity in, in the last two matches, in his opinion. Atlanta United's opponent has wanted it just a little bit more, in his words. 3-1 Atlanta United loses to Charlotte tonight. And um, 
I don't know if he knows how to fix it, but he's got to fix it quickly now because he's got another match coming up on Wednesday. And uh, even though this is not, for some reason, damaged Atlanta United much at all on the table, it's going to get to the point quickly where this could spiral out of control if you don't fix it. It is, and I'm interested to see how they deal with it because I know all coaches and players are different, and you have a bad night. Some guys want a week to deal with it. Some guys want to just play quickly and try and put it out of their head. At some point, you're going to have to figure out how to get this back, how to get the turtle back on its feet off of the top of the back of its shell. And you've had it with week-long breaks, and it hasn't been doing it. Now, is it a situation where you're not going to have a lot of time to train before Wednesday night? Uh, you're going to have a regen day tomorrow. You're going to have some training on Tuesday, and then Wednesday you play. Or, sorry, it's also Sunday. But point being, you don't have a lot of time to think about it. So how much of it do you just kind of put to, let's not think about it, go out, play with intensity, here's the game plan, show me something. Yeah, and you're going to be short-handed now on Wednesday yeah. without Andrew Goodman, which is another problem Pineda's going to have to solve. Let's get to the highlights for tonight's match. The four goals. The only goal in the first half scored by Charlotte in the 18th minute. Really nice team goal, to be fair. Ashley Westwood to Justin Miram to make it 1-0 Charlotte. Drop it back to Lindsay. Right attacking third to Westwood again. Far corner, here comes the cross. Scores! Right to the boots of Justin Miram, who slam dunks it. 1-0 Charlotte. Miriam did not celebrate. In fact, he uh, actually paid a little bit of honor to the supporters behind the goal in which he scored. 1-0 Charlotte at that point. Kind of felt like it was a little bit out of nowhere, but as Jason pointed out at the start of the full-time report, you're just conceding the first goal way too often right now, and it's one reason why you've only won one game in your last seven. Yeah, you can't get in that situation where you have all those opportunities. You don't put them away. They get an opportunity. They overcook that cross to the right side, but they keep it in. Nice little bit of interplay. Then you get Westwood with a chance to basically side in his cross and overcooks it a little bit for if he's going to the middle. When it looks like it looks like Brooks Lennon is peeking over his shoulder, sees the late run coming in, and goes to that late run, leaves Miram on the back post, and there's no one there with him. And if he was aiming at the middle, he overcooks it a bit, but it works out so well, and it's a really good finish for Miram. Yes, Don't take is. anything away from Justin Miram because that's like it's like picking a short hop. Yeah. It's really easy to sky that ball, and he does it beautifully. It was from point blank, but yeah. there was uh, that, that little factor of having to take it out of the air. So 1-0. Charlotte at halftime, and then the key sequence of the match where it really unraveled for Atlanta United comes early in the second half. There's a uh, a run by Jan, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, Camille Uzviak, right into the front of the net. He goes down, gets enough of a touch on the ball to force Westberg to make a save, and then, kind of out of nowhere, we thought the referee goes to the monitor and after a very long review, he spots a shirt grab by Andrew Gutman and sends him off for Doc Show and awards a penalty to Charlotte, which is converted here by Carol Swiderski. Quentin Westberg faces down Carol Swiderski for an opportunity to put Charlotte up 2-0. Westberg 0 for 1 on penalties this year. Action at the goal to our right in the 52nd minute. Swiderski, two goals on the air. Trots up to the ball, strikes it, and scores. And Charlotte's got a 2-0 lead. And we'll now play 11 v 10 the rest of the way. And look, uh, I mean, I do get where you get the dog. So after looking at the replay a couple different times, I do get it. I just feel like the line where the match was called and the level of fouls given at that point, and to be fair also, the length of the review, I just... I wonder if it met the clear and obvious threshold 
to be honest with you, and, and that's, I guess, my biggest problem in that call. I'll be really – and I don't disagree with it in the grand scheme of things when you take it in a vacuum. He pulls on the jersey. He you know, he pulls him down. He is the last defender in that situation. It, it meets it by the book. I will be very interested to see this, uh, hopefully this coming weekend, when they do, when the MLS does their video, because when a review takes that long, I'm really interested to hear what the entire conversation was, because yep. you had players from both teams walking up to the ref on the monitor, trying to peek over, like, what's taking so long? What are yeah. we doing here? Because, yeah, it took such a long time, where you're wondering, like, what, are, are we just making sure that it's a penalty? Are we also making sure that it fits Dogso? Like, are we just making sure of all that? Or... Are you looking at it 40 times because you're not sure? I want to hear what they say about it. Yeah. Again, VAR is to correct clear and obvious errors, and I think that'll be the debate. It's a second straight week now where uh, a penalty decision that was controversial went against Atlanta United. I also want to reiterate, though, something Jason and I said during the match broadcast. Referee tonight did not affect the outcome. Nope. He may have affected the margin a little bit. 2-0 that point, Charlotte. Five minutes later, Justin Miram gets the uh, kind of nail of the coffin goal for his brace to make it 3-0, Charlotte. Here is Lindsay now on the right wing, dribbling into the attacking third. Played ahead, used the act, cut back, cross, shot, score, Miram. Atlanta United down 3-0. Atlanta United getting blown out by Charlotte. You hear the Charlotte supporters, too, more than a 1,000 of them here tonight. And, uh, you know, at one point, really midway through the first half, Jason and I were wondering if Charlotte would just kind of stop playing and park the bus with the 1-0 lead. That red card really emboldened them to open up and get that third goal. And this is a confidence builder for Charlotte. I mean, they, they had a really rough stretch in the season, but then they get the game against New York City last week, which was really chaotic and weird and then this is something they can really build on. It's something that they can carry forward. And who cares if they did it against, you know, down if they were up a man for the second half. Goal hey, still counts the same. Goals count the same. Three points count the same. It's something they can absolutely run with, especially with Josuak really finding himself this season after struggling last season. There was a sequence in the 82nd minute where it looked like Atlanta was on the verge of getting one back. Charlotte cleared a, a, a very near goal off the line. There was a shot that went off the inside of the post, but uh, I, I guess it did not fully go over uh, the uh, end line. We never really got a replay of it here in the booth, but a couple minutes after that, Atlanta United was able to make the scoreline a little more respectable on this goal by Juanjo Parata, the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. Going to the front post, header, score! A header from the front post for Juan Obata, and Atlanta United gets one back here in the 87th minute. Tiago Almada sent in that corner. That's his seventh assist of the year. Almada now has had an involvement in 12 of Atlanta United's goals. For over 20 years, Scan Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. But unfortunately, not nearly enough for Atlanta United and, and really unable to generate uh, any big-time threat, any big chance after that. Uh, in eight minutes of stoppage time, and they end up losing 3-1. Chick-fil-A is committed to helping fight food insecurity and is proud to partner with Atlanta United and Soldiers Angels to help tackle veteran hunger all season long. When an Atlanta United player successfully makes a tackle, Chick-fil-A will donate 100 pounds of food to feed a military or veteran family in need for a month. For more information and to see how you can help, visit atlutd.com backslash 
community. Jarrett Smith and I will take your questions and comments on Twitter after this. Atlanta United falling to Charlotte tonight, 3-1 on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back with more full-time report. A complete review of today's match on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back on the full-time report, 3-1 tonight. Atlanta United falls to Charlotte. Jarrett Smith is joining me here in the booth, filling in for Jason, who is calling the unified team match, which is going on in front of us right now. They're in the eighth minute. No score between Atlanta and Charlotte and their Special Olympics unified teams. Let's get to some questions and comments on Twitter, and you can send them in, excuse me, to us at, uh, at MyConti929 and at Longshoe. Um, look, obviously a lot of frustration tonight, and as I said during the, the match call, this is a performance that should set off alarm bells, and I think Gonzalo Pineda admitted as much when uh, he was talking about a noticeable lack of intensity uh, by his team tonight. So um, let's get to this is tough to filter through questions. Uh, how about this one from Chris? Uh, why doesn't Sadich get more playing time? He looks good to me, says Chris. He looked good tonight. I know he, he pulled up in the first half. And that was scary. That was very scary because yeah. Sadich has been one of those guys who you just – you, you grabbed him not unlike you did Miram back in the day. I know that's a sore subject for some people after what Miram did tonight, but you grabbed him from Montreal, and he just is he's just a grinder, and he's a guy who you throw in the midfield, and he does great work. And it was very scary when he pulls up there, and it looked like a no-contact injury, but he's able to muscle it out. And he comes out you know, in the second half. The, the game's pretty much cooked at that point. You've got him available for Wednesday, hopefully, if it's not a big injury. But, yeah, especially with what he's been giving you in the midfield, yeah, I'm great with Sater staying in there. Uh, ATL UTD fan number one says, right now we have no identity. And no one outside of Yorgos Yakimakis who has a nose for scoring goals. Your and, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Yorgos has brought such a bulldog mentality when he is on the field. I think this team is dying without him. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it a step further. Yeah. I'll, look, I'll, yeah. I'll call it out. Um, Miguel Berry is just not it right now, unfortunately. But Chope Chol forced into an, an unusual position for him on the fly. Um, I, I, I had the stat uh, earlier. In the last three league games, Atlanta United has only had three shots from strikers, and two of them Came in the final 10 minutes tonight from Yakimakis. This team, it, it cannot come down to only one player. I know that. I know it's deeper than that. But uh, this team's got nothing without Yakimakis right now. That's why you have to hope that he can give you uh, at least 60, if not 90, on Wednesday. And I think it's more than just him being that guy who has a nose for gold, that guy who's, who's a bulldog. He pulls guys out of shape. Uh, he, he just ragdolls defenders. He creates positional gravity, so he starts moving guys around and makes runs off the ball and does so much hard work, but he but he does it. It's not just like a listless running, like he's just holding down the sprint button. He's running with intention, and guys are playing off of that, but yeah, right now it's just it, it, it does feel listless, and I, I know you guys talked about it right after the game. I loved what Franco Ibarra gave you because he does have that mentality of he is willing to fight and he's trying to drag you into that fight and drag you through it, but everybody else has to respond the same way. Otherwise, you're just looking at an outlier performance. Yeah, uh, exactly. Daniel Price says, looking forward to Wednesday against Colorado. What changes do you make? How can they fix this? And is getting Yorgos enough? to potentially fix it. Well, let's talk about the changes you're going to have to make because Andrew Gutman is is on a red card suspension and Caleb Wiley's going to the U20s. 
all of a sudden your left back situation is is weird and it's 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 frankly aside from Yorgos picking up a red card or Amada picking up a red card it was the one situation you could not have coming into this how do you fix it is it Ronald Hernandez um, you know how do you, how do you set this up is it Etienne who Etienne's going to have to show something while Caleb's at the World Cup at the U20 World Cup is is he going to be able to step up and and provide what you've seen him do in the past in other places how do you line this up Wednesday night depends on who's available well, uh, let's problem solve here. Wiley will not be. He's going to the World Cup, uh, U-20 World Cup. Gutman will not. Ronald Hernandez Ron- on the left-hand side and Etienne up on the left. Uh, you might wing. have to do some inversion. You could push Brooke Len- Brooks Lennon higher up. Yep. Uh, it, maybe you have a, a right flank of Hernandez going up to Lennon. Maybe you invert Aruju, put him on the left but then who's your left back at that point? And that gets through because Gutman and, and Wiley are both out. Do you switch to a 3-5-2? Uh, and, hey, I mean, look, one win in your last seven, maybe a formation change has to at least come into the discussion right now. You do have Machope Chol, who I know this coaching staff rates. Uh, but, again, it, it's just too much inversion right now to, to put – I mean, I guess you could go, go Chol on the right Aruju on the left. I, I liked Aruju inverting last week. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Yes. And then Colorado is going to be an interesting team to scout. They're even at halftime against Philadelphia, but they have Max out of their midfield right now and possibly going to some very bad places. Uh, so, they, I mean, they'll have their <laughs> issues too, but uh, not to make light of that situation. But um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's going to be very curious. I, I will say this, and again, I, I really – I hate doing this. I hate calling out individuals. Uh, I have a real concern about putting Derek Etienne in a meaningful spot right now because he looks totally lost to me. And, but you, you might almost be compelled to start him on Wednesday because of your manpower issues right now. And this is a situation where you look at him and you're saying, I need you. I need you to be that guy that I know you can be, that you have shown me in the past that you can be, and I need you to be that guy. You talk about going to three in the back, that it'd be an interesting look. I mean, yeah. how do you line up that wing back? I think we saw Machop Chol play wing back once last year. He could do it, I'm sure. And it, what's interesting about Machop for me personally is what we've seen from him when he's been playing on the wing and then the weird Toronto game where he comes in as a 10, when he has like more, when he has had more freedom, I think he's been more impactful than when you're asking him to be, you know, a central lighthouse as a striker. Let him play outside. Let him find the game. Let him have those 1v1 opportunities. Jared Smith of Soccer Down here joining us with the full-time report. We'll take one final break, and we will look ahead to Wednesday night against Colorado. Next couple days ahead for Atlanta United after this. Tonight, 3-1 Charlotte over Atlanta United on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, so again, Atlanta United falls to Charlotte tonight 3-1. And uh, again, Atlanta United now has lost three league matches in a row, four in a row across all competitions. And yet, somehow, (laughs) I almost can't explain it. Somehow, Atlanta United does not drop on the table tonight. They are still fourth. They are still only six points off the supporters' shield with still two-thirds of the season left to play. But look, obviously they aren't playing well. Obviously this is an alarming performance tonight. You and I were talking about it earlier. Jared Smith of Soccer down here filling in for Jason. Um, 
Atlanta United got blitzed here on a Wednesday night last July against Austin. And uh, some of the reaction that we're seeing tonight on social media, some of the fan reaction we saw that night, very, very similar, I think, to what we're seeing tonight. Atlanta United on a short week came back and uh, really dominated Real Salt Lake. It was a 2-1 scoreline, but it was way more dominant than that. Uh, Now you have to hope that you can find a similar situation against Colorado on Wednesday, but I think you're at the point right now where Atlanta United cannot take anything for granted, and that includes a home match against a mid-table team like we saw tonight. Hey, you have to come out Wednesday night, and you have to show something. You have to show some fight. You have to – and it has to be 90 minutes. It can't be a – it can't be a matter of you You come out and it's – you know, it, you start out really well, and then you kind of let off the let off the gas. I think you need to come out, and you need, you need to make a statement Wednesday night if you're Atlanta United and it needs to be everybody from front to back if it's Yorgos Yakamaki's playing if if it's Miguel Berry if it's Matrov Chol whoever's starting up top it has to be everybody there all the way back all 11 guys have to come out with a killer mentality Wednesday night because like you said it's alarming after tonight and you need to show something well, we'll be on the air Wednesday night, 7 o'clock for the Five Stripes Countdown. 7.30 will be the kickoff, Atlanta United and Colorado Rapids. And then after that, Atlanta United huh, right back on the road. Uh, Chicago, Orlando had a good come from behind draw tonight. LAFC perhaps in there as well. It's not going to get easier, so you've got to take care of things on Wednesday. Jarrett, thank you so much for filling in My tonight. pleasure. Pleasure Absolutely. to see you as always. For our engineer, Miller Pope, our producers tonight, Don Swarovski and Abe Gordon, and for Jason Longshore and Jarrett Smith, I'm Mike Conti. The final score again, Charlotte 3-1 over Atlanta United. We'll see you Wednesday night here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Listening to the full time report, a complete wrap up of today's Atlanta United game. Tune in for complete match day coverage all season long. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 929 The Game. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.